and welcome to Medicine in the Kitchen, where we empower you with simple solutions to everyday health concerns. Welcome back to Medicine in the Kitchen, episode 46. Once again, I'm Felicia. And I'm here to your guides to Empowered Health. So today we're going to be talking about fitness training, um, and we're going to be talking about some misconceptions and insights especially when it comes to women in fitness training. And we're really excited to have our guest, Kitty, who is the co-founder of New Strength and the Win at Life program. Um, so Kitty, thanks so much for joining us. And we'll, we'll let you kind of introduce yourself and, and what you do. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. Honestly, like we're super excited for this. Oh, me too. Me too. I just love your name. The like the name of your pro is it your program or your company or it's sweet? our, our um, program like Felicia and I created this name for this podcast. We each yeah. have our own businesses, but you know ah, we try to work okay, together. Yeah, I well, I thought you guys actually worked together in the same business. Ah no, Felicia's a naturopath. Yeah, sorry, go on, Felicia. Yeah, I was just gonna say we we do similar things, but mm. no, I'm a I'm a naturopathic doctor and he's mm. all is more about the food and i'm a holistic nutritionist yeah ah cool ah cool oh i like the the podcast yeah thank you we support each other so we try to we try to promote health in a similar way i guess oh that's so cool Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah but medicine in the kitchen i think encompasses everything about about our podcast Mm. yes Yeah, so tell us a bit more about yourself, Kitty. I'll try to, you know, not crap on too much because I do like to um, have a bit of a chat. Craig, my partner, calls me the foghorn. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm 40 and, yeah, Craig is my partner. I met him, got to be seven or eight years ago now and he's also my partner in business and I pretty much have cycled through every quick fix diet out there. You know, I started my first diet when I was 17 and I'm, I'm pretty open and share pretty openly, but I really feel like a lot of my, what made me diet was because I just had all these body image issues. I lost my virginity at 17 and I just thought for a man to love me, I needed to just have sex with them and I need to be skinny. So I just thought this, the skinnier I was, the more likely it was that I would find someone to love me. And I was really promiscuous and I drank a lot when I was younger. I took heaps of drugs. And I think one thing that I loved about drugs was that it really suppressed your appetite. So obviously I just didn't want to eat. So which helped because that just helped me stay um, skinnier. And, you know, I was sort of, I I think back now and I was was such a hypocrite because I, I would be, you know, like, you know, preaching about you shouldn't be eating sugar and you shouldn't be eating carbs. And, you know, I was eating clean and, you know, just eating green vegetables with every meal and smashing back tons of bloody nuts and seeds. And yet then I would go out on the weekend and drink alcohol and take drugs. And I would end up having these epic binges because I was just so hungry. And, you know, I just like always thought that I just had to eat less and do more to maintain my weight. And I had this, like, I don't know why, but 62 kilos was my weight that I just had to be. And if I ever went above 62 kilos, you know, I was like, oh, that's it. You know, I've got to get back on the restrictive dieting. And I'd be really happy if I could stay under 60. And 
you know, I just cycled through every diet, like keto, fasting. I did every protocol of fasting. And, you know, I sort of, I said to myself, I was doing it to be healthy, but I think really deep down, I was just doing it because I wanted to be skinny. Um, and I actually have only ever had two relationships. So I didn't have a boyfriend until I met my husband at 24, who I married and I married the wrong guy. Um, he was a really nice guy, but he just, I think he gave me like, he was older and he had money and gave me everything that I thought that I wanted. And I still continued to cycle through the diets with him. And I ended up competing three times because I looked at those women on stage and beautiful and they're so lean and you know, I'm going to be so happy if I'm leaner and skinnier. And it's just always tied back to this bloody being lean and skinny. And I used to train every day for like two hours a day. I, I remember at one point I'd get up, it was when I worked in the city in Brisbane and I'd drink my black coffee and I'd catch the bus in and I'd train for two hours fasted. And then I'd have my little protein shake with blueberries and maybe a small amount of um, oats. And then I just literally starved myself for the rest of the day. And of course it worked. But then as soon as I, you know, it, it worked for as long as I could stick to it. And that varied in lengths of time. Eventually I would just have these like huge sugar cravings because my body was just screaming at me for carbs and sugar. And I'd have these stupid binges, like epic binges where I'd eat thousands and thousands of calories in one sitting. And it, at, the, at the worst, when it was at its worst, I was making myself throw up and taking laxatives. And yeah, just, I don't know. I was just stuck in this cycle and I feel that so many women can really relate to this. And I was always looking for mm -hmm. that, like, you know, like looking for that next diet that I was going to be able to maintain, you know, without having to cheat and without having to eat the chocolate and the ice cream. And then I got, I ended up getting divorced because I bloody cheated on my husband twice because I was too gutless to leave him. And I just, I don't know. I just, I think I wanted him to leave me and I finally ended up leaving him and I was seeing this therapist and we'd always talk about nutrition. And she said to me one day, Kitty, um, you know, women who have thyroid problems shouldn't be eating tons of green vegetables. I was like, what do you mean? Like green vegetables are the best. You know, everyone should be eating tons of green vegetables. I eat them with every bloody meal. And she said, I'll go away and read the work of Dr. Ray Pete and Emma Scaracus, who's now actually my business partner in our other company, Saturay. So Saturay, we do pro-metabolic or metabolically supportive skincare and supplements. So with all saturated fat, no nasties, we're actually currently formulating makeup. I got the samples today and I was, I was just trying it on. And so I went away and I read his work. And then I was on Emma's blog, reading every blog. And this one blog just stood out to me and it was called go and read it if you haven't read it already, Defending Fruit and Other Non-Complex Carbs. And I read it and I was like, holy shit, all of these light bulbs are going off. I was like, you know, I was so anti-sugar that I wouldn't even eat fruit. I wouldn't drink dairy, eat any dairy. I made my own almond milk. My mum took me to a naturopath when I was 12 who's told me that I told her that I was lactose intolerant. So I drank soy milk and almond milk and oat milk and, you know, all these fake dairy products for years and years and years. And then I met Emma and she really opened my eyes to pro-metabolic eating and helped me understand my body and how it worked. And that me not being able to digest lactose wasn't the milk. It was that my digestive system was stressed, you know, and I was eating all this food that irritated it. So once we worked on that, I could eat dairy again. You know, I, I homemade ice cream every night. I drink milk in my coffee every morning. You know, I eat lots of cheese, which is just amazing. So I met her and started working with her. And then at the same time, I met Craig. So Craig is a, he's a sports nutritionist and like a PT, I guess. So 
and he's right into strength training and he taught me how to strength train. So I stopped flogging myself every day with cardio and he taught me how to squat, bench, deadlift. I fell in love with it and I ended up competing in powerlifting. Um, I don't compete anymore. I just strength train. So I stopped training seven days a week. I'd now train four days a week. I bought my dog Winston, you know, and all of a sudden, cause I had all these issues too. So I was like, I had a miscarriage. I had polyps. I had a DNC. I had precancerous cells on my cervix, cervix, irregular and painful periods. Um, you know, PMS, I'd rarely slept through the night. My hair was falling out. I was bloated, you know, I wouldn't bloody shit for two or three days. And then after working with Emma and meeting Craig and changing the way that I ate and eating more food and fueling my body and giving it the nutrients it needs, like now I eat liver and oysters and dairy and fruit, all my issues went away and I, my body started to change, you know, I, and I've actually gained weight. So I was 62 kilos, I'm 70 kilos now, but I'm muscular and I'm leaner and I'm healthier and I'm happier and my period's normal and, you know, I sleep and most of the time, I mean, every now and then I shit sleep because that's just life. But, you know, and oh, my binge eating, gone. You know, this obsession with food and what I look like, you know, I, I really feel like the strength training, it freed me from that obsession with the scales and I started to become obsessed with what my body could do, you know, rather than what it looked like. But the thing is now I look better than I ever have at 40 you know, because and I'm eating way more food, you know, every day I'd eat between 2,600 to 3,000 calories, depending on if I did a heavy leg session. Um, and I just feel good and happy. And so it really, it, cha- it transformed my life. And I'm the sort of person who's like, when I find something and I believe in it, I just go all in. And so Craig and I ended up, I left my job in mining and we bought this gym, failing gym. We spent so much money and I look back now and I think, oh God, look at all the money we wasted. But, you know, we are where we are today because of that we did that. And we, we built this gym up and we, you know, tested our methodology. We had these group strength training programs, you know, implemented all these nutrition protocols that we learned from Emma. We did that for three years, built that gym up. And then we decided to create a program specifically for women to help women like me, you know, women who have just spent their lives dieting and they feel like shit and they're flogging themselves with cardio. Um, and that's how we, the win at life program came about. And then, um, a few years later, I, you know, cause Emma and I are really good friends and we've worked to, like in conjunction, like she'd always give us consulting advice and help us with stuff in our program. I emailed her one day and I was like, Oh, look, I'm thinking about starting a skincare line because I just can't like, I was like, ask her like, is there any good skincare? No makeup. There's just nothing with that doesn't have vegetable oils and you know, other crap in it. And she said, Oh, look, do you want a business partner? And then Saturate was born. And now we, you know, we've been selling supplements for the last year and a half. So we've got collagen, liver, freeze dried liver, cascara, a clean casein. We're just about to launch some freeze dried oyster powder and then the skincare. So the skincare has taken us nearly two years because it's just been speed bump after speed bump because it's really hard to create something without all the preservatives, mm-hmm. but we're so close now. Um, and yeah, and that's why I, so I'm so passionate about doing this because I feel like it really, it just freed me from everything. It helped me repair my relationship with my body and I fell in love with food again. So now I just love food. You know, I eat potatoes and butter and cheese and, you know, like I'm not obsessed with food anymore and I feel good and I feel strong and empowered and I really love to help other women uh, feel that way and show them that they can have that, you know, toned, athletic and energized body without starving themselves. 
and flogging themselves with, you know, cardio every single day. So sorry, that wasn't very short. I tried, that's I tried okay. to keep it short. So that's my background. Yeah, that was great. I think you pointed out a lot of important things in that. First mm-hmm. is the importance of uh, individualized care for your body. Because I, I find a lot of the time people are sort of looking for the best diet for everyone. And and mm. real, that doesn't exist. Like it's really about getting to know your body and supporting mm. your body and what your body needs. Um, and it sounds like you kind of figured that out along the way. hundred percent. And you know, that's what I really loved about Emma and Ray Pete's, I guess, because there's no such thing as a Ray Pete diet. He just writes about nutrition and hormones, but you know, when women join our program, we get them, you know, some of them have fat loss goals, some of them have weight loss goals, but other than just have, you know, health goals. So they want to improve their sleep, their digestion, their menstrual cycle, the menopausal issues. So, you know, we measure all of those things and we look at those things and we help them refine their diet so that they can optimize those things um, and reach their body composition goals. And they work with a coach to refine it and everyone's diet looks different. You know, we eat similarish foods, you know, we recommend foods that are nutrient dense and easy for the body to digest. And, um, you know, we, we recommend that, you know, like anything you eat them most of the time, but no one's perfect. And, you know, I, I think being so restrictive, obviously that's the mindset that I used to have before all the rules around food. Whereas now it's more about nourishment and enjoyment. And then if I occasionally eat some food, that's a bit shit, you know, who cares? you know, it's not, not the end of the world. It's what you do most of the time, but yeah, it's more about optimization of those things for that person rather than going, Oh, here's the set of rules. Everyone must strictly follow it. So yeah, I totally agree with that. And I find that like what you mentioned in your story kind of reflects a lot with what we've talked about in the podcast, a lot of fallacious and my beliefs and like what health is and individual care. So mm. it's, it's really nice to hear like somebody else, talking about their experiences with all the things we've been talking about in the podcast and emphasizing that are important things about personal health, you know? Mm, Yeah. I I think, Oh, totally. And I was just going to say that, you know, I think, you know, like you scroll through bloody Instagram and I was, I was always wanted to look like these fitness models, you know, and a lot of these fitness models that are super, not everyone, but a lot of them that are really lean, you don't know what's going on with their health. Like they've probably got shit menstrual cycles. You know, you hear a lot of them talk about how they've got digestive issues and bloating. And I'm like, that's not that normal. Like you shouldn't be bloated all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you just don't know just because someone looks lean doesn't necessarily mean that they're healthy. And I've been at that end of the scale where I've been really lean and, but I felt shit, you know, I didn't sleep. I was obsessed with food. My cycle was a mess. Sometimes I didn't get my period, you know, hair was falling out. So you know, I think it's like, I really try and help women find that happy medium. Cause I, I look, I also don't believe that there's anything wrong with wanting to change how you look. You know, if you want to lose some body fat, if you're holding a lot of body fat, I think that's fine. As long as you do it in a healthy, sustainable way and you can, you can, but it just, it takes time. You know, like our approach is not a quick approach. You know, most of the women who's had the biggest transformations in our program, it's taken 18 months. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not some, yeah, it's not quick. You know, like I kind of think a lot of diet programs out there just promise you, oh, you know, get the body of your dreams in 12 weeks, but at what cost? Exactly. I was going to say, if it's anything like within a month or less, I really don't think it's good for you. Nah, I mean, I don't even think like, 
I mean, I just look at the women in our program who've, I mean, just off the top of my head, like Sean, she's lost 30 kilos, but she's done it training three days a week, walking, you know, she eats loads of food, 2,400 calories a day plus, but it's taken her 18 months, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's sustainable. So she's now that that's her new norm without having to starve herself. Um, Sorry, sorry. you go. Okay. And I was going to say, it's not like when you lose weight and then you start eating normal again and you gain it back plus a little extra. It's something that you can change your entire lifestyle to stay healthy, maintain it. It's something you can actually live with. Exactly. Exactly. A hundred percent. Cause it's like, you know, I think if you're listening to this and I get it, cause it's like you, you, and I've been there, I've just been hating my body and so frustrated and you just want that instant gratification. Mm -hmm. But Like think about if you're listening to this, how many times have you done one of these stupid diets and have you been able to sustain it? Never. You can never sustain it. And the women that do come into our program that have sustained it are tiny, but they're all sorts of fucked up. Like their menstrual cycle is a mess. They don't sleep through the night. You know, they've got terrible digestion. So it's like, it just, it never works ever. It's not worth it. Nah, never. So I agree. And honestly, I kudos to you for all the things that you guys are doing. I'm really happy you guys are promoting all these things. Plus you're creating a makeup brand that's clean. That's Mm. amazing. That's amazing. It is. It is really exciting. You know, Emma and I were always, always, we, we, the, why the products we've created, we have created because we couldn't find really good ones in the market ourselves. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've got a whole, so many ideas for like, we want to do a, a serum and, you know, just all these other things we want to do, but it is, it's really, really exciting. That is, yeah, because I I feel you on that. It is hard to find really like cosmetic products in general that don't have additives that you don't want to be putting on your skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And the few that you can find, like 100% pure, they're so expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we just haven't been able to find anything that doesn't have vegetable oils in them either and like titanium oxide in the in the foundations um Mm -hmm. you know there's lots of these different ingredients that they use obviously for different reasons and we just haven't been able to find any foundations without them so that's why we wanted to you know make these which is really exciting so we're getting close there'll be a few more refinements on the foundation but we're getting close that's amazing and let us like let us know we want to stay tuned into this stuff this is fantastic Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Of course, I'll let you know. <laughs> and I actually wanted to like bring back to like the powerlifting for women because mm. that was one of the things that, well, I saw your Instagram stuff and it really drew me to all the things you guys were doing with the food and the exercise. And I remembered back when I was still studying in kinesiology, people, especially women that we would talk to would be scared because they're like, oh, I don't want to be butch. Mm. I don't want to look like a man. I don't want this, I don't want that. I'm like, no, that's not exactly how it works. There's more to weightlifting than just looking like a man. Well, I think it's really hard to look like a man. Like Craig and I always joke around. He's like, well, you know, when women say that, he says, well, if you ever, if you ever find out how to do that, he's like, can you tell me? Because it's so hard to put on muscle. You know, it takes years and years of dedication and lifting to actually build, like look really, if as a female, look really muscular. So, you know, I think that's a real misconception. It's like, you're not just going to go into the gym and pick up the dumbbells and do it for six months. And all of a sudden you're going to look jacked, you know? Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't, 
be worrying about that ladies if if you're listening to this you know like muscle like if you put five kilos of muscle next to five kilos of fat five kilos of muscle takes up way less space so you know we always get trying get our clients to focus on you know body composition change obviously if you're like bigger and you've got a lot of weight to lose you're not going to put on, you know, like an 80 kilo female that was 20% body fat would look jacked. Like they would be huge. You, know, you are going to lose weight, but you know, muscle, muscle needs more calories to maintain, you know, it's, it's a metabolically expensive tissue. So the more, more muscle you have, the more calories and the stronger you are, the more calories you can eat without actually gaining body fat. So you're like, now I eat between 26 to 3000 calories a day and I maintain a relatively leaner physique. Um, without having to train, you know, seven days a week and flog myself with cardio every day, which is awesome. Because I mean, who? I mean, I love training, but I think you know, more isn't always better. And I think a lot, and especially I understand this because I was always more. I need to do more. I need to do more. But I just ran myself into the ground. You know, never allowed my body to recover. I never actually tracked and measured my training. That was the great thing about. Like, I'm not a coach. Um, Craig heads up the coaching in our team, but you know, actually learning how to be a great lifter and fully in love with it. Like it's the, honestly, it's the most empowering thing. I think I've one of the most empowering things I've ever done. It just, you know, going into that gym and gradually getting stronger and you pick up a weight that you haven't been able to pick up before. And it's the best feeling, you know, it teaches you to be gritty. It teaches you about playing the long game, um, you know, and you just, it really made me feel strong physically, but mentally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I've never met a woman who's come into our program and got stronger and said, oh, Kitty, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> it's honestly amazing. Like, I was never all for the, the weights because it was intimidating for me for a really, really yeah. long time. That's one aspect I hated about the gym always. But then I started doing kickboxing and our coach made us do more weights and all these things. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm kind of liking this. And then eventually I, I was a little bit braver and I went to my gym with my sister and we started doing weights and I just felt so much better. That's one of the things I do miss about, you know, gyms being closed, but mm-hmm. it's great. It, it really is. And you feel like so much better. Like you were saying about our own personal body image. Yes, mm-hmm. I still struggle with it, but despite that I'm a bit on the chubbier side, mm-hmm. I know what I can do is not all just like fat. It is mm. like muscle as well. Right. So it makes me feel more confident in myself and it's like, okay, maybe I don't have quote unquote the ideal body type, but mm. I'm still strong. I'm still capable of maintaining a healthy body. Just mm. maybe shedding the weight's going to take a lot longer than expected, but that's okay. I'm doing mm. it in a sustainable way. Right. Hundred percent, and you're right. It really, it it is so empowering, and you start to focus on what your body can do rather than the scale weight. Um, and yeah, like when you actually build the muscle and lose the body fat slowly over time, you can keep it off, and you'll be eating more calories. So instead of eating twelve hundred calories, and then you know you suddenly stop all this training and you eat more food and you rebound, you're actually eating more food and training less which is amazing. I think it's amazing. Cause I mean, how many women, I don't have kids, but a lot of the women in our program are mums with kids. So they're really busy. You know, they're trying to juggle work and their kids and everything else. And they don't have time to train six days a week. So for them, tra- and I'm not saying you can train more than five days a week. Like Craig had, does a five day program. You could even train six days, but your program obviously structure needs to look different. But for them, 
committing to three to four days a week they can do and they can achieve mm-hmm. and you can achieve amazing results. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really liking both of you are kind of really highlighting not only the empowering aspect of it, but the enjoyment aspect, which is something we've talked a lot about on the podcast in the past is enjoying it. Like it's like a lot of, I think a lot of people see working out as like a chore whereas or torture yeah <laughs> whereas like the way you're talking about um powerlifting kitty is like you love it it's so much fun for you and the way you talked about kickboxing hazel it's like this is kind of fun like you're you're spending your time in a way that brings enjoyment and i think that's that's so healing and so important mm-hmm. oh, it's it's so exciting. Like even, you know, I don't compete in powerlifting anymore. I just strength train, but like at the moment, I'm just trying to really focus on my squats and all I can think about this week. So oh, fuck, I can't wait to go to the, go into the gym and, you know, I've got these numbers that I want to hit, you know, for my squat. And I'm just so excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I feel like that just brings motivation and it's, it's like a goal that, that you're working toward. And I, I love how, in your story, you can kind of see the shift from in the past, maybe the goals were, were driven a little bit by insecurity and not feeling good enough. Whereas now your goals are driven by uh, strength and like, this is what my body can do and let's see what we can accomplish next. And it's, it's just, it seems like it's coming from such a better place. Yeah, it's, you know- it is. It is. <laughs> And I was just going to say, Felicia, you brought up a really good point. And it kind of reminds me of what we talked about last week, well, two weeks ago, about like living from love and not fear, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of like another shift that we're seeing right here. You originally were working out for insecurity and now you're doing it because you love it. Mm. 100%. And the thing is like, and again, I don't want to like be focusing on what I look like so much but it's now my body looks the best it ever has because I'm focusing on what I can do and actually fueling it and looking at my recovery and you know it's because Craig when I first met Craig he's like you know kitty you've got to stop destroying the body you have with restrictive diets and cardio and you need to build the body you want with like strength training and actually eating he's like you're eating like a bunny rabbit all of this rabbit food is like, you know, you're not going to, you got to train like a strength athlete. Think of yourself like an athlete, eat like an athlete. Um, And that really, I guess, helped me shift as well. And I became an athlete and an athlete looks after their body. An athlete feeds the body. An athlete focuses on recovery. You know, an athlete doesn't just flog themselves seven days a week in the gym. Um, And that really helped me a lot too. Mm -hmm. And I I love that you kind of pointed out what Craig told you to like train like an athlete because I think a lot of us are like oh I could never be an athlete I'm not athletic enough but it's like anyone can you just have to shift your mindset a little bit if that's something that you want and put the work yeah we I mean I've seen women come into our program with like zero lifting experience you know, these are women in their 40s and 50s that are now, you know, deadlifting over 100 kilos for reps, you know, nice. they've never lifted, you know, and they're so like, you, you just see them, they post in our Facebook group and they're like, oh, they're just so excited and so happy and so empowered. 
um, you know, and I really feel like that flows over into other areas of your life because you're like, oh, I can do this. What else can I do? You exactly, know? yeah. Mm. Kitty, I have a question for you. I know that for us, some of our gyms are still opening, some areas not so much. But mm. what are some suggestions that people that can do some strength training at home if they don't have weights? Well, you can't really. <laughs> you can't, you know, like I think you like if you could get some dumbbells or some mm -hmm. resistance bands, you could do stuff. I mean, you could do body weight stuff, but you need to find a way obviously to pro progress it and make it harder. I think though, like obviously if you're in lockdown, you just have to do the best you can with what you've got. So I'd say like, if, you know, dumbbells are cheap. Just invest in a few dumbbells, grab a set of resistance bands. You know, we have... Um, programs where you just when Craig when we had the initial lockdown Craig did all of these programs with resistance bands um, you know so I think obviously if you're in lockdown you know do, do that with what you've got you know you could even some of our women in our program got like backpacks and they would fill them with water bottles and books so that they could actually add more weight and then progress the weight um, so you know you could do stuff like that but I think if you're really serious about actually building some muscle like when the lockdown's over, obviously, you need to get some access to the mm. gym. Mm. Okay, but that, that's really good ideas, especially like the backpack idea. Yeah. That's for sure something that people can at least play around with the weight and kind of build up a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like obviously during this time, it's shit. You've just got to do the best that you can with what you've got. And I think that doing that is way better than doing nothing, especially I think for your mental health. Um, and, you know, Craig put things in like tempos and pause things and all this other weird, wonderful stuff that just made the exercises harder and more challenging. Um, you know, so I think there is a lot you can do if you just, because are you guys still on lockdown? Not really. I think some mm. things are opening up, but I know a lot of people are still scared of going to gyms because mm -hmm. they don't know if it's going to be constantly etc cetera, etc cetera. so some people are going out some people not so much and some things are opening mm -hmm. up but slowly mm -hmm. so that's why I'm like what are other options and in case things you know take a step back and everybody goes back to lockdown what are some yeah. things we can continue to do yeah well I Hopefully think they say like but... use use the backpack use the you know you could even buy a few weight plates just buy a few dumbbells to tide you over um, mm -hmm. you know, if we've, in, we've got a break free basics program, it's just our entry level program. And it's got a couple of programs you can do at home with just minimal equipment, dumbbells, resistance, resistance bands as well. Yeah. And I That's love that you mentioned the resistance bands because those, I think those have come up in a couple episodes. I know when we mm -hmm. were talking with uh, Julie, the kinesiologist, she mentioned those mm. as well. And mm. yeah, that's, that's the dumbbells too, the dumbbells and resistance bands, like you mentioned, they're pretty affordable for most people and they're a great way to kind of progress, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So is there anything else you would like to talk to us about, about your program? Uh, like, for example, is it just a uh, focus on Australia? I believe you're in Australia, right? We are, but it's worldwide. So we have a ton of women from the U.S., uh, Canada, New Zealand, South Africa. We've had people from France in our program. Yeah, all basically it's worldwide. It's it's completely online. So, um, yeah, you can as long as you've got access to a computer and yeah, you can do it basically. Awesome. How do people find you? 
So you can head to our website, uh, www.newstrength. So it's N-U-S-T-R-E-N-G-T-H.com.au. And then that's got all our programs. We've got some entry-level programs. We've got our recipe books and we've got our Win at Life coaching program. And that's also got the link to Satray as well, our skincare and supplements company. That's good. That's, that's excellent. Good to know for, for all those who are listening to our podcast. And so do you guys, sorry, go on, Felicia. Um, I was just going to ask, so it sounds like your programs are virtual and do people sort of buy dumbbells and things to do them at home or are they more geared toward going to your gym to do them? Well, it depends on the person. So when someone joins our coaching program, Win at Life, they fill out a really detailed intake form and they get allocated to a coach who then puts together a specific program um, and nutrition, they'll work with them on their nutrition, but also with their training. So they customize the program to them depending on, you know, what access, what gym equipment they have access to, um, you know, their, I guess, training age, any physical limitations, any injuries. So it's customized and it changes, you know, obviously month to month as they progress. That's super. Okay. I love the individualized aspect of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we're all different, right? You know, we all come from different starting points, different training experience I guess too. different goals yeah some people have injuries yeah and I know we've been focusing on women but you guys also deal with men as well well Craig has a handful of male clients he works with just that are husbands of the winner life so but he's not taking on any new ones just because we're too busy but down the track we might actually develop uh it's in the pipeline we're just we're rolling out we've developed a coaching app um so we're rolling that out we're going to start to roll that out in the next few weeks. And then potentially once that's all rolled out, we might look at doing a men's program. Okay. And uh, how, like age wise, what kind of age range do you guys take like young adults or teenagers or just. We seem to attract women in their forties and fifties, thirties, forties and fifties, but we have had younger women in their twenties in our program. We have, it's just, I think that because we attract a lot of women who've done restrictive diets, you know, it's sort of when they get to that oldest age, they're like, not older, but I mean, I'm 40, but, and you're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Whereas in your twenties, you sort of can flog yourself a bit like I did and you're a little bit more resilient, but yeah, we have women of all ages in our program. We've even had some women in their teens who are the daughters of the mothers in the program. Wow. Fantastic. Mm. Mm. That's awesome. Mm. All right. So I think we covered quite a bit there. Um, I think mm-hmm. great, great info. It was so great to hear your story, Kitty, because I think it's one that is very common and um, I think a lot of women will be able to relate to that for sure. Mm. And it's inspiring to see how, like, we've all gone through a similar process, at least some of us can relate to it, and see that you can come out on the other side and still feel good and like you were saying you look better than you ever had and it's never too late 100 percent, yeah and you know like i know if you listen to this sometimes you can think i'll never be free but you absolutely can you can but i think you just have to be open-minded you know if you're different and look at it a more sustainable long-term approach too Mm -hmm. and i think um what i kind of got from your story too was it takes work it's not something that happens overnight it's not something that maybe even happens in a year. Like it takes a long-term commitment. hundred percent. Yeah. But it's all worth it at the end, right? Totally. It's worth it to be free, free mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, 
I think that's pretty much it. And we'll be back in two weeks to talk with Lily of a massage and lymphatic drainage. You can rate, comment, and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also donate to our podcast on our coffee page, Mezzanine in the Kitchen and Nuts All Together. And it's kof-fi.com slash medicine in the kitchen. Invite your friends to join our community and improve their health. You can follow us on our social media, Sweet Nutritionista and Felicia Senza ND and Kitty Blomfield. So K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Kitty. It was so great to hear your story. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. It was honestly a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Um, And we'll be posting bi-weekly. Thanks listeners for joining us too. And see you next time. And happy healing.